Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 3 of Draw United Talks, a podcast set up by myself, Luke McQuillan, owner of at Draw underscore United fan page over on Instagram. Um, thank you very much uh, for all your support so far on the podcast and also on the live interviews. You can check my live interview on Instagram with Sean Brennan, uh, Drogs midfielder. And um, it was a great interview. Uh, it was about 25 minutes long. So if you've got um, 25 minutes after you listen to this, um, please, um, it would mean a lot if you could. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated if you could go over and give that a listen. So um, I just wanted to come on and uh, obviously tell you what's coming up in t- today's episode. Uh, tell you what's uh, going to be happening in this tonight's episode. And um, tell you what I'll be talking about. So uh, thank you very much for your support on episode 1 and 2. Um, if you haven't already listened to them, it would be uh, like greatly appreciated if you could uh, go over and give that a listen. And um, yeah, that would mean a, an awful lot to me. Um, and you can find my podcasts on Spotify, Anchor, um, and many more um, of your uh, normal podcast uh, platforms where you should be able to find my find my podcast at Draw United Talks. And um, so on today's episode, we're going to be talking about. The 2012 season um, and the 2013 season, and also we have other uh, so so like such topics such as uh, the FAI talks. Um, obviously, that have been taking place uh, over the weekend, um, and also uh, just about um, what we should be seeing um, coming very soon, like what announcements we should expect, and um, how to prepare ourselves for that. Uh, I'm also going to talk about all the leagues returning behind closed doors and the measures that have been taken to trying to get a, a safe return to football. So, um, what more or less, uh, that's what we're going to see and that's what you're going to hear on the show tonight. Um, so, I'll get going now in the next couple of minutes. So, I just wanted to start it off saying thank you very much for uh, listening um, to my podcast so far. It's been a, a pleasure hosting uh, such a thing like this and... Um, I'm very lucky for the opportunity to be doing this, so uh, I'm always very um, appreciative towards um, your support and uh, everyone who uh, has helped me out uh, making this podcast. So um, obviously, I'm just going to get going now. Um, Obviously, my first topic I'm going to talk about is the 2012 season from uh, December 2011 to October 2012, from when we started pre-season to uh, the season where it uh, finished in 2012. It was the 93rd season for fo- of football for Draw United. This was Draw United's 11th campaign in the League of Ireland Premier Division since being promoted in the 2001-2002 season. It was the second year that Mick Cook, who is personally one of my favourite managers to manage Draw uh, he was a fantastic manager for the club, and um, obviously I'll uh, go into a bit more detail about um, Mick in tonight's show. Um, more or less, uh, he... Obviously, he was replacing um, Bobby Brown in February 2011. In the year 2012, the club remarkably finished second in the League of Ireland Premier Division, just four points off champion Sligo Rovers, and by doing so, they secured uh, qualification to the UEFA Europa League first qualifying round and the Satanta Cup for 2013. It was their highest finish in five years since winning the 2007 League of Ireland. An FAI Cup quarter-final was reached for the first time in seven years since winning the 2005 FAI Cup final in Lansdowne Road uh, by beating Cork City. Um, the highlight of the season uh, was undoubtedly uh, winning 
the winning of the EA Sports Cup uh, for the first time since 1984, which was 20, uh, which obviously um, was many. It was a long time ago since we won last won the the, the League Cup. Uh, they defeated Shamrock Rovers 3-1 in Tallis Stadium. Uh, I'll go into detail about that match as well. Uh, more information. Supporters player of the year that season was Gavin Brennan. Gavin was obviously a, a fantastic uh, a fantastic servant for the club. Uh, popped up with some many big moments and um, might definitely go down as a club legend. And uh, Goal of the year was Eric Foley for Drawdy United versus Bray. Um I remember the goal very well, and I remember the the strike very well. It was a, a great finish by um, and a great goal by Eric Foley, and then club player of the year is current defender who came back from Shells, Del Prendergast. Uh, Del was absolutely um unbelievable um that season. I remember it very well. He was a real, a real leader, and um was definitely, uh, he was just incredible for the club that season, and he also uh, was incredible for the club in twenty thirteen, which, obviously, uh, later on in the show I will talk about um so my first topic uh, of the 2012 season is getting europe um getting europe was obviously a fantastic thing to do um obviously it's the first time we've ever done that since um two was 2000 2007 when we obviously won the league um obviously their moments that you just that's why we play football and that's why they play football why players play football is because they want to get europe and um, it was obviously moments like that that made them really enjoy their football, and I'd say um, to play under that squad in 2012 must have been absolutely fantastic. Um, to play in that squad, it was a fantastic squad. Obviously, we knew the budget wasn't great around the f- around Drada, um, that time, and obviously um, the players that we had that season, and it was more or less we just it was uh, the squad that we built, and it was a real together squad, and we were one of the fittest teams in the league that season, which was a uh, obviously very good and um, it, it also led into the 2013 season when we reached three cup finals which I will obviously go into more detail in a bit but I do think um, that season will definitely go down as one of my favourite seasons personally going to Drada, going to see Drada and I've been going to see Drada since the day I've been really been able to um, and obviously I'm 15 years of age now so I've been I've been going to roughly about 14 years 15 years so um, obviously it's been a it's been a it's been a roller coaster but um, getting in Europe was was definitely one of my highlights. Or I remember um, I'm I remember the Sligo game, which I'll go into depth. But uh, go into detail now in the next couple of minutes. Um, but it was just one of them moments that um, you'll definitely look back on in in years to come. I do think um, getting Europe will uh, definitely um would have definitely boosted the club. It definitely did. I remember it very well and. Um, I remember, and, and I remember in year, in, in like years to come, it will definitely go down as one of the best moments. Um, we've had many, many good moments, but it will definitely go down. Uh, obviously, getting Europe will definitely go down as one of my favorite moments. Uh, going to draw it, but I'm going to talk about the Sligo game actually that got us Europe that season and um, that finished it off, put the the icing on the cake, and uh, set our place in the qualifying rounds of the UEFA Europa League. And um, that game, I remember very well. We went one 0 up. And then they they pulled one back to make a one all, and then I remember in the eighty eight minute, uh, Brian Gannon uh, popped up with a crucial goal and uh, sent United Park into raptures. Really, um, I remember it very well. I remember um, the ball coming to Brian Gannon, and he bet. I think he shimmied one player, and he stuck that right into the um, right into the, the back of the net. It was a great finish, great curve, and I remember the goal very well. 
Um, I do think that game was uh, unbelievable, and the pitch invasion after went over to the Sligo fans. Um, our fans did and showed that real togetherness, and it was a, it was a great moment, and um, it will definitely go down as one of my favourite moments. And um, I'd say it also will be up there with some fans as well who will definitely agree with me who've been going to the games for a long time now. But um, I do think that was a a big moment, and um, it was a it sent great um like great community spirit throughout the club and will definitely go down in the club's history going up to Bowes which was the last game of the actual season and the celebrations at the end of the game I remember it very well and um, I'll, I'll always remember it very well because I remember uh, obviously I think we might have won 4-1 or something which um, obviously was a big win against uh, Bowes like a really big Bowes team as well like obviously Bowes have always had good teams Bowes have Bowes are one of the biggest clubs in, in Ireland so uh to go up there to Daly Mount to win four one was always very good and that really showed like the season that we had and uh, the kept the, like the togetherness by the team. Um, I remember it very well like because I remember at the end of the game the celebrations, uh, the players with the fans. But I remember it in specific, Gavin Brennan coming over and giving me his jersey, um, was one of my all time moments. It's just one of them moments that as a fan you'll never forget and um, I remember it very well still to this day. And um, oh, it was unbelievable. But I'm going to talk about now the highlight more or less of that season. Uh, it would have to be winning the EA Sports Cup. Um, winning that EA Sports Cup was just fantastic to get your hands on some silverware. A lot of players didn't win a lot of silverware with Drada. So to get their hands on um, some silverware oh, was unbelievable. And um, it was one of my, uh, it was one of them games that just went, every, it went our way. Uh, I remember um, the first goal. I think it might have been a, I think it might have been an own goal, or it might have been Fabio scored. But um, either or, um, I think then the, an own goal happened because I remember uh, the keeper. I think at the time for Sean Grovers might have been um, Chinsinski or something. It was something like that, and he came out and he punched the ball off uh, Gilbert, and it hit him in the back and went in the net. They all count, and um, it was a bitter, it was a bitter sweet moment. It was unbelievable, and. Um, like definitely one of them moments and it really like it, it set it set us in that game i do think that it could have went either way after killian brennan scored that free kick which that free kick i was like right behind that and they swore the curve on that was just absolutely was just absolutely incredible um i do think that that moment was unbelievable um and then i remember eric foley's goal very well um the ball broke down to him and he just hit this thing and Obviously, it deflected over the keeper's head and in, and it really like wow. And then the, the celebrations and that after, like as you'd expect, as you'd expect from winning a, a cup. And um, it was one of their, f- it was the first cup in a few years. So um, and it was the first cup since 1984, which obviously I spoke about. But it was just one of them, like it just you were just absolutely in, absolutely delighted. So, um, it was definitely one of them, one of them moments that I'll never forget personally. Um. I'm going to now go into a bit more detail about the 2013 season. Obviously, the manager was Nick Cook. We finished 8th that season, which was very bad for the season comparing what we had had the season before. I'll go into more detail about that uh, in a bit. The FAI Cup, we came runners-up. Uh, I'll go into that. League of Ireland Cup, runners-up. Santa Sports Cup, runners-up. Um, which is three cup finals. Like We didn't win any of them, but definitely it was just a class... class um, like a class game to a class uh class thing to do get the three cup finals obviously it will go down in the club's history 
uh, UEFA Europa League first qualifying round. Uh, I'll go into detail about that match and uh, like the moment leading up to that match, and definitely I'll go into the detail about that. Leinster Senior Cup fourth round. Top goal scorer that season was Declan Fabio O'Brien with 14 goals. Obviously, Fabio's our all-time leading goal scorer. Um, and then he, Fabio also uh, got 19 goals in all competitions. Our highest home uh, home ten attendance that season was 2,128, and that was versus Dundalk. Um, obviously, like that's that's incredible to have that many fans in it in United Park. So definitely um unbelievable. And like uh, we averaged a, a home attendance home league attendance of 775 people, all home games including the Europa League. So that's some stats and some figures uh, from the 2013 season. Now I'll go into a bit more detail about the 2013 season. The 2013 season, the th uh, which was obviously the 94th season of football for Drogheda United, uh, this was Drogheda United's 12th campaign in the League of Ireland's uh, Premier Division since they promoted in the 2001-2002 season. It was the third year that Mick Cook was the team's manager. Um, however, on Monday 9th on the 9th of September 2013, the club released a statement saying they would not be renewing Mick Cook's contract for the 2014 season, which obviously came as a shock to everyone because after what he'd done for the club that season, but they obviously seen something that they needed to change, and um, I think uh, obviously it was a bit of a disappointment um, losing Mick, but uh, he was a servant for the club and it was unbelievable having him. Uh, this year the club finished 8th in the League of Ireland, which is a minor disappointment because that season before obviously we finished 2nd, so I do think uh, that's a minor a big downgrade and um I do think uh, we have to we had the like we had the belief of last season to go even one step further and to get that first place or even just get that Europe spot again. Um I think that obviously didn't go our way but um I do think uh, obviously to do what we done the season before uh, was unbelievable. Um however they showed a magnificent cup form reaching three finals. They lost to Shamrock Rovers in both the Satanta and EA Sports Cup finals and uh, a loss to Sligo Rovers in the FAI Cup Final on the 3rd of November 2013 uh, in the Aviva, which I'll go into detail as well um, about the day out in the Aviva. In the 2013-14 UEFA Europa League first qualifying round, Drada lost out to Malmo 2-0 on aggregate after drawing 0-all in the home leg in Tallis Stadium. I'll talk about more about that game as well. But first of all, I want to talk about the FAI Cup journey. Uh, obviously, to get to a final is, is incredible. Like, there's not... Not like you can't you can't go further, but win it, but win it, and um, we didn't win it unfortunately. But the semi final, uh, I think, was my favorite game. The loud derby semi final, United Park packed it out. Um, I remember the first few minutes, Darren Meenan brought uh, went on a, a bad tackle like over the top on uh, Paul O'Connor, um, ended up uh, being a straight red card, which uh, to be fair might have been might have been the best uh, call. I also think. Then a few, uh, then it was nearly towards half time. Fabio broke in behind, and Chris Shields hit, like slide tackled him from the from the back, and uh, Fabio went down. I think um, then it was a penalty, but then the referee showed a straight red card again. I do think that red card was a bit harsh, but you will take it because um, it kind of benefited us on the day. Uh, Gavin Brennan stepped up for his penalty, and he slotted it in the bottom corner. Per cool as you like, and um, sent the United Park delighted, obviously. And then from the real game, we didn't play the best because it was really like it was a disappointment. It was a dis like it was a very disappointing game. 
Um, obviously, you're not disappointed though because it's it's how it's it's like if you win it, like it's the game, like it's not about how you play. Um, even in cup semi-finals, it's not how you play. It's about getting the job done and getting the win. I saying there's a final, but um, we had the we had the extra two men. I do think we could have probably done a bit better, but it went our way on the day. We got the win, and um, I do think uh, it was a massive game and a massive win. Down the final to go up to Tallis Stadium. Uh, not Tallis Stadium. I'm sorry, uh, Aviva. The Aviva is a lovely, obviously a lovely stadium. Ireland's Ireland uh, home ground, but was like what it was a great day but yeah a great day out but it wasn't wasn't to be um some refereeing decisions that didn't go our way um badly but um it could have happened any other way we went one nil up through paul o'connor um uh, cassidy had the ball broke it down to pulled it down to um shane grimes who got in front of his man and pulled it across uh, for paul o'connor to hit it in the roof of the net great finish made a one nil it was really one nil until the last I think it might have been 15 minutes of the game and then it really like that's when the game got really good uh El, i think uh, danny north scored to make a one all and then then no, it really it really hit us because they had a free kick joseph vendo one of the best uh, midfielders uh, to ever really grace the league of ireland st- was stood over flicked it over um or the, the draw the walls like the, over the wall and danny north was there to finish it but the referee didn't blow his whistle for the free kick it led to a lot of disagreements and it led to a red card for Derek Prendergast, who was one of our big players on the day and one of the players that we needed. But it was a very harsh red card, I do think. But to do, then the referee was just, it was just, I don't know, well, I can't, it's, you can't even describe it. Like, it's just, it's still, like, it still like baffles me to this day, but um, it, it's, our, it's, it's in the past now, but um, I do think that we were a bit robbed on that day, but um it was a very disappointing game and a very disappointing day to be honest uh we obviously still pulled it back to two all though through ryan brennan but then uh eldon who was one of the best strikers at the time got a great finish i think it was a back back to goal and he still managed to switch like turn around and hit it into the roof of the net like a great finish but um i do think uh it could have ended really either way that game it really took flight i think it was like nine minutes at a time and it was like there might have been like two goals in that at a, at a time like and um i do think it was um a big moment and a big game like it was a great it was it was a good game like if, if you were neutral you'd enjoy it but as a draw to fan you were heartbroken Um, it's not what you want but it's um it's in the past now finishing eight in the league that season there's not much like you can't really like from the season that we had before it's it's not great i do think um finishing eight that season um comparing to the season that you had before it's not great because you don't like that's not great um it was a big downgrade and it's not even that we played bad that season because we as i as i said like our cup fun, our cup run was amazing but like I don't even think we played bad that season, like in the like in the league. It's just some results that just didn't go our way. That maybe that maybe went our way in in the twenty twelve season. And um, look, football sometimes is about luck. Do you know what I mean? And it's about if it goes well in your day on the day or not. And uh, some days it didn't go well, but some days it did go well. We had some good good days in the league. Obviously, look for Jada. Uh, if if they're, if obviously in Premier Division, I'm talking now or I'm talking about back in the years. The aim is to stay up. 
the aim is to as finish like obviously finish second that season like obviously not what they were expecting i think we might have been odds on favor to finish last and to finish second like um i do think that our aim if we do go back to premier division next season is to finish as high as you can don't worry about the likes of europe or, or just finish as high as you can don't get relegated and finish as high as you can stay up and staying up would be unbelievable that's what you want to do every season is to stay up especially for us i know that like we want to stay up every season um, obviously we want to be playing Premier Division football but we haven't played that since 2017 but I do think if, if it's going to be any year hopefully it's this year um, I'm going to talk about the Malmo game and what it meant for the club this meant a big deal for the club back in Europe back back like playing against like massive teams like Malmo are to this day are like one of the like are a big team in Europe and to go over there to go to Sweden and play them was obviously uh, massive for the club uh, income wise anyways a lot of fans travelled over to Sweden as well to watch like Drada um, obviously I went to Tala the Tala game uh, on the day it could have went either way I thought we could have won I thought Malmo could have won but I think we could have had a penalty in the first like in the first 15 minutes or so um, I do think uh, we also got a red card that game too I think it might have been Ryan or, it was Ryan or Gavin got a red card but um, to do to, it was uh, to get to Europe and that to play the likes of Malmo was excellent but um, yeah, and w- it meant a lot for the club. So moving on, um, being in three cup finals, f- like that season, three cup finals out of I think we, I think it's four cups we play in, uh, the Leinster Senior Cup, um, the FAI Cup, the EA Sports Cup, and the Satanta Sports Cup. That's what we played in in twenty thirteen, and we got to three of the finals. Like, there's not much more you can ask for, but actually win it. And we didn't win, obviously I spoke about the FAI Cup final, um, EA Sports Cup, we were, we might have lost 3-1 or something, but then the, the um, what was it, the, the Satanta Sports Cup, 7-1, we lost, um, not great, uh, it was a very poor performance in the day, and um, it's not something that is, uh, it's, we, we like to go into great detail about, because there's not a lot you can talk about a 7-1 loss, like, there's no excuses for that, um, but look in the past as I said a few times now kind of turning now my back turning turning away now on Drada um, and obviously now I'm going to go into detail a bit more about the FEI and the talks that they've held uh, I'm also going to talk about all leagues ret- returning behind closed doors and um, also I'm going to talk about like the measures that have been taking place like jer- like to um, get football back underway um, so I do think um, I'll go into more detail about that. Just trying to get up um, what has been said about what has come out today about like solicitor, what uh, the solicitor Stuart Gilhooley. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that name right, but he said, um, I think there are clubs who feel that if they don't return, they don't have to pay contracts. That is wrong. The contract will have to be paid either way. What I make on that is, I do think... Um, that it is it's true because some clubs might not go back because of uh they think that they won't have to pay their players but look we all want to be back joining our football don't we like we all want to be back in this like stadiums the the noise the flares the fans the atmosphere the football you want to be back but it, i don't know if it's safe to do so um at the moment but whenever it's safe to do so i think that the FAI have been a like i don't like to be honest i don't really i'm not a big fan of uh, like putting any putting any bad name on anything but 
do you think the FBI have been a small bit quiet about what's been going on? I don't think they've given us enough information over the last couple of weeks, to be honest. But seeing this weekend, it could be a, like seeing the talks. Maybe, I don't know, really know what to take from the talks so far. Whether it's encouraging talks or... Um, or what to really take from it? I do think um, there it has to be a, a lot, a lot discussed, um, a lot been taken into consideration, uh, so it's safe to come back to, to be back in stadiums and that. And I do think it's going to be a over the next couple of weeks. It could be a big top, like a big topic, spoke about. And I do think if the FAI don't come out with, with something in the next couple uh, couple of days, I do think uh, it could be we could be in a bit of a, bit in a bit of a situation. But I do have a uh, full faith that there will be some more clarity later uh, in the week, uh, hopefully. So uh, that's what we all want. We want clarity. Like the likes of the GA have released their roadmap about uh, what what they're doing for um for returning and how teams will be doing to go back to training, the measures that will take place. And I do think the FAI will have to set up some sort of roadmap sort of thing to, to give fans and give players more clarity on what's going to happen with the league. And also with just football coming back in general in Ireland, like... Because uh, I do think other countries are making steps uh, at foot, like at returning to football, the likes of that. And I do think Ireland are starting to pick it up a bit, but um, I do think that more has to be discussed. And uh, look, rugby have released everyone, the RFU, fair play to them, and the GAA, fair play to them for getting out. Now it's over to the FBI and see if they're gonna, uh, what they're gonna do. So uh, hopefully we'll get more sort of clarity in the next couple of days and uh, see what's happened. Now, I'm going to talk about all leagues returning behind closed doors and the measures that have been taken to try and get the return to football. Um, I do think that has to be discussed about because it has to be talked about. Um, I do think that it's been a bit of a... It's good to see football returning. Like I think uh, it might have been two nights ago, Friday night. So obviously, it's Sunday now um, and I'm where I'm recording this. So this should be out on Monday. Yes, Monday, and uh, obviously we've seen at the little weekend the La Liga came back. Um, obviously we know the Bundesliga has been back for the past couple couple weeks, uh, which is always good to have some sort of football on our tellies. But we obviously, for us League of Ireland fans, we want to be back out on uh, back in our stadiums and join our football again. But we have to wait until it's safe to do so. And when we get more, look, I'm not a professional, and I'm not working with the FBI. I have nothing to do with it. Um, so I do think it'll have to be. Um, It'll have to be discussed, and um, but more or less, the measures that have been taken to try and get a good return to football. Obviously, there's testing every week, which is good. It's a it's a necessity if we want to have players playing against each other. You know what I mean? Like, if if a player goes in sick, like that could cause a lot of trouble. Uh, so obviously testing is very key. It's key. Uh, obviously temperature does be checked as well. I think every day going into into training, which is good. Um, obviously I think um. To, to like ease us back in it, it like testing will become second second nature to footballers like I know the four teams have already been doing it uh, Bowes, Dundalk, Derry and um, Shamrock Rovers the four teams who are taking place in Europe are, have been doing that so um, I do think that it is um, it's, it's key for testing and that also I think there's like a lot of san- uh, um, deep cleaning and sanitising of stuff has to be done to stop the spread and to stop anyone really getting it in, in football um, involved with the League of Ireland um, and it, like not even with uh, fans or it's like players and 
because obviously their safety is key and it's obviously about players and it's about um like their coaches the people who are working in the backroom staff then because they're dealing with with stuff like that so uh, it's about getting the deep cleaning and getting the sanitizing done um i do think the next couple of weeks will be interesting to see and hopefully i really do hope that we get some sort of clarity in the next couple of days but um the measures that have been taken place are all key they have to be done and they have to be spoken about and they have to be done because if you don't do something like if you don't do it then it could cause a lot of trouble so um what do you think about getting football back will be great so hopefully um i hope i hope so that um in the next couple of days we will get returned because obviously look th- it must be it is definitely tough on the fai and i do think that they will they will come around and i do think that it they'll do a good job and i know that they will um do a, a job to come back and i do think that they look they've been running the league uh well in the last couple of seasons so um this is this is going to be i have good faith that they will uh bring it back in good time and uh when it when because they'll know when it's safety and they'll get obviously more messages from uh the government uh chief medical officer uh of the people who are working in behind and working to control the spread of the virus but i do think that the fai will step it up and uh, they definitely will get out what they have to do and uh, it'll be good to see some sort of normality come back so that's the end of episode three um i can't believe i'm on episode three already it's been absolutely fantastic it's a privilege to host do what i'm doing right now and i'm very very lucky and very grateful to do what i'm doing now so i also just want to say thank you very much for um your support so far uh, i really hope that you enjoyed today's episode about about 30 minutes long yeah something like that um obviously uh, I, I can't really expect everyone to listen to me for 30 minutes because i do get a bit bored listening to myself but i hope that you are enjoying these let me know on my instagram at drada underscore united fan page uh, check the page out give it a follow um also this week um we're taking it to the next level i think um i've planned two episodes of the podcast this one and another one in the that will obviously be with you during the week and also i probably have my biggest live interview yet with drugs all-time leading goal scorer declan fabio o'brien it's going to be a play it's going to be great talking to fabio and i'm really looking forward to that but definitely will be uh something to watch out for and um i do think that you should follow the page if you haven't already uh drop it a follow because uh this week will be huge thank you very much for listening tonight um and uh it's been a it's been a pleasure talking to you all and um see you all very soon thank you very much